Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. This is a heaven or hell issue, she said on national television. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, Kim Davis became the center of global attention in 2015. So why are we talking about her case now? That case erupted over the issue of same-sex marriage, where Kim said that as the clerk of Rowan County, Kentucky, she could not have her name, title, and authority on a license that sanctioned a marriage that God did not design. She was remanded to prison for six days. This case became an international phenomenon. But the case is not over yet, although Kim Davis now, or other clerks as a result of Kim Davis's stand, have religious freedom accommodation in Mm -hmm. Kentucky because of the governor, Matt Bevan, who was elected over this issue, frankly, in 2015, who gave an executive order giving her an accommodation, and the legislature in April of 2016 that passed a religious accommodation provision, the case still goes on. Why? Because the ACLU and their clients are coming personally after Kim Davis in their lawsuit. They want to hold her personally liable for damages and personally liable for all of their attorney's fees, which seriously would bankrupt Kim Davis. We're defending her. We go to trial with jury selection coming up September 11 that week. And then from then, uh, after we have the judge's ruling, uh, this case likely will head up to the Court of Appeals and from there up to the U.S. Supreme Court, where we intend to press the issue of religious accommodation under the First Amendment and other federal and state law, and also ask for the high court to overturn the 2015 Obergefell so-called same-sex marriage decision. You know, regarding that quote that you said earlier in the beginning, Kim said, I'm here for a short while in preparation for eternity. That's what we're here for. It's a heaven or hell issue for me. Religious freedom and conscience go hand in hand. You can't separate them. If you've got a conscience and you love God, those two go hand in hand just like a glove. And I think, wow, if we all really had that mindset, we wouldn't be dealing with this issue of so-called same-sex marriage. We would be going by what God has created, one man and one woman together for life. Yes, in fact, she said that on ABC's Good Morning America in 2015. Uh, There were a lot of requests by the media to interview her personally, and she did not want to be inundated by these media requests. So there was a lot of interviews that we did, but there was a lot of uh, media that wanted to speak specifically to Kim Davis. But that's not why she made the decision. She wasn't wanting to get in the public eye like that. I mean, she was forced in there when this happened, but that wasn't her intent. No, it wasn't her intent, and she never wanted the spotlight, but uh, she was brought into the spotlight Mm -hmm. because of this issue. So the very first 
interview that she did was one that we selected and permitted, and we gave an exclusive interview to ABC's Good Morning America. They showed it on two successive morning shows. At the time, Good Morning America was by far the largest viewed news audience in uh, the United States. And then Good Morning America at the time, once they would air a segment, they would give Fox News the opportunity to use some of that footage. So we chose Good Morning America, and they came to Kim and Joe's home in Rowan County, Kentucky. I was there for that day with the news cameras that came in from New York and other places uh, that came in from Ohio uh, for this uh, interview, and that's where the interview took place on the porch of Kim Davis's home. By this time, Kim Davis had been sent to prison. She had already been in prison for six days. Uh, the case began uh, in Rowan County uh, when two people wanted to have her as an example. They did not intend to get married, same-sex couples, but they heard about Kim. They went to Kim's office. They videotaped a conversation that went viral, and then that's how the whole charade began and continued. They could have gone anywhere else to get these licenses, but uh, they chose not to. They wanted to target Kim. Uh, Kim would not allow her name, title, and authority. Because in Kentucky, it is the clerk that has the name, title, and authority on the marriage license. And she would not allow that to happen with regards to same-sex marriage. But what she did is she made a decision to not issue any marriage licenses because, frankly, the marriage laws were shredded by the Supreme Court decision. And she was waiting on an answer regarding her religious accommodation, which was denied by the governor. The Democrat at the time, Steve Bashir, and the Court of Appeals did not grant religious accommodation. So the case went on. Governor Matt Bevin, a Republican, was elected as the governor in November of 2015. He took office the first week of December, and the first thing that he did was he gave and religious accommodation by executive order. He actually had visited her in prison. I was there the day that he had visited her when she was in prison. But you know, most of the media really painted her like a evil person for standing up for her religious freedom. And I remember later on going to her office and interviewing her. We produced a video, which is on our website, and she showed me that it just riled up all these people that would come outside her office and with bullhorns and just yell at her, do your job, do your job, and just angry at her oh, for defending angry, yeah. her love for the Lord and, and following through with that. Well, she got death threats. Um, they had uh, threats to their home. Um, Joe, her husband of 18 years, uh, was home one day, took a phone call, and the caller threatened to come over there, kill them, tie them up, Mm -hmm. rape Kim in front of him while he was tied up, and then burn them both alive, along with any of their children or the rest of their belongings. I mean, that's how this with the evil the that's out evil. there. But on the other hand, she got thousands and thousands mm -hmm. and thousands of thank you notes from people around the world sent to the jail. Right, and they I saw those. They looked up the address of the jail, and they right. sent her cards, and they were in boxes. I saw those. She pulled some of the boxes out. We, we, we couldn't shoot all of them, but she just kept pulling boxes out of the closet. All these people that were appreciating her from all over the world. Yeah, it's amazing. 
But what happened is four years before this, if you go back in history, she was in this uh, clerk's office for about 27 years at the time of this happening. Her mother was the elected clerk for much of that time, and she was an assistant to her mother. There were other clerks in the office as well. She was just anticipating that she would retire along with her mother when her mother retired. But her mother had a, a back injury, and that was in 2014. So her mother decided not to run for re-election. She mentioned to Kim, who had not thought about running. And so Kim put her name out there, and she ran. She didn't have time to campaign because she was keeping the clerk's office busy because her mom uh, was uh, having pain from the back injury, so mm-hmm. she couldn't work. So she was taking care of her mom, taking care of the office, running a campaign, but didn't have time to actually run the campaign, but she got elected as a Democrat. She later changed parties and became a Republican during this whole litigation. But she was a longtime Democrat, got elected. That was in 2014. Uh, She was going to take office then in January of 2015 as the clerk, the elected clerk of Rowan County. Four years before this now, she had this dramatic encounter with the Lord because she was, as she said, not a good woman. She had gone through multiple marriages and divorces, and she had children out of wedlock, uh, but her godly mother-in-law, dying, gave a deathbed wish, asked him to go to church to get her life together. That evening, she went to a church that she found, a little church, and the pastor was preaching from the book of Galatians, and that's when she said she became a broken woman. She gave mm-hmm. her life to the Lord. Never been the same since. You know, and that's the thing. It's it's such a shame the media has tried to paint her as a hypocrite. You know, she's been married all these times. How can she dare speak out against traditional biblical marriage? But she just says, I'm forgiven. And she uses that as an opportunity to yeah, present the it's gospel. Amazing. It's amazing because she actually on the ABC Good Morning America interview, the question was, people say that you're a hypocrite. What do you say? Are you a hypocrite? No, she said, I'm forgiven. Right. I mean, and she goes on to talk about the gospel. I mean, she's amazing, and she does it in such a calm, um, loving way. She's an amazing woman. And think about how many people heard that could have also received Christ because of her testimony. Yeah, people who've had failed in so many different Mm -hmm. things, people who thought they were too far beyond God's reach, and here they are listening to this woman Only God. say, no, I'm Only not a hypocrite, God. I'm forgiven. Yeah. It's amazing. The Kim Davis story is incredible. Continue to pray for it. We're going to trial later in September, and then after that trial, we'll go up to the Court of Appeals and then likely to the U.S. Supreme Court where we're going to fight for her religious freedom, but also ask the High Court to overturn this 2015 Obergefell decision. Pray for the Kim Davis case. Go to lc.org forward slash Kim. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. The website again, lc.org.